following episode contains mature themes, sexual content, and good times. Just so you know what to look forward to. Unwind. 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 Welcome to the world's most comely podcast, where every month we come together to reach back in time in order to cop a feel. <laughs> I- I'm your host, Tanya Tutits, and today I'm joined by Sodome Velvet and the Marquess Elizabeth Barrett Boming, and we welcome you to the seventh episode of Coming Together. Wow, seven episodes. Oh, yeah, number seven. I know. This is a real podcast now. It really is. Well, how does this podcast work exactly? Each episode, we write and record a new chapter of an erotic novel. One at a time, either Elizabeth Barrett Boning or Sodome Velvet write a short section, which we read on air immediately after it's written. Then, the next author takes the baton and continues the story. No edits, no retconning, and no regrets are allowed. We join Magnolia Ouvrejambe, our gifted heroine, who possesses the ability to travel through time and space but only once she achieves peak orgasm. Yep, it's exactly as chaotic and absurd as it sounds. So, how's everyone doing? Because last time we left off with actually like a little peek into who Magnolia is outside of her sexuality. Like I know we kind of touched on it a little bit with her exploring or like realizing um, that she can travel through time and space. Um, when she achieves orgasm, but like now we kind of have gotten into like her finally having felt like, or like experienced not being like as like nomadic through time and space as she's been and stuff. Like she's finally like, you know, we've had like a peek into her psyche. She had like a home for a bit. Like Mm -hmm. I am so intrigued by this. So as the writers, how are you both feeling going into this episode? Yeah, I'm feeling good. I think it's it's interesting too because we're kind of pushing past the, you know, very um very one-dimensional erotic writing into writing a character that is very erotic but that also has a mm-hmm. lot of very human dimensions to her. Mm-hmm. Um so it it kind of deepens the subject matter. Yeah, that like I I don't want us to stray away from having erotica as being the main focus. Yeah, um, no, but it absolutely. does allow us to access an erotic focus, but also with like this rich undertones of like who is she as a character? She's actually not like she really likes sex and she wants that to be her main focus, but she's also not just all about sex. So I think it's it's starting to get interesting to to see all the different ways that she moves around in, in this world that we're writing her into. Yeah. I think that this podcast is so like in the moment and we don't really edit it or write it beforehand. So you're really seeing like the, the growth is really organic. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it's really cool to like, I mean, we're the writers, but we're really learning about this character yeah. as it's happening. So it's, it's a strange it's a strange process. Yeah. It's so interesting because the more, like, as you both keep writing and as we keep, like, talking about Magnolia and, like, just, like, her 
she kind of just like i feel like we all have like a really similar idea of who she is but like her real like i don't know whoever she is keeps coming out and as we're discovering it's also so interesting to kind of like see the natural like intersections of like her exploring her like us exploring her sexuality but also how that ends up being like us exploring like her personality needs or like what she could have like gone through because there like is kind of that aspect of like us veering into like Mm -hmm. what makes her intimate with people and not intimate with people and also like just like obviously we know that like sexuality is such like a spectrum with like some people being maybe like more ace or more arrow and like maybe the other direction right where people Mm. are like really like allosexual and stuff and like i just like wonder you know like what who is she like she's so dynamic and i am like so excited for this episode (laughs) also like an erotic thing and we're just like who is our star (laughs) (laughs) all right okay well we have to choose who writes first this time and i think that we should do it with, hmm, both of you have to guess what, no, we did the sex positions already. Mm-hmm. Yeah, how about something about you? Ooh, something about me? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, we have to guess something about you that we don't that's already funny. know. Oh, that's going to be tough because- I'm really do- putting you on the spot. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. In what position did I lose my virginity? <laughs> that, that's a trick question because you never did. <laughs> it's true. I'm chaste. <laughs> um, oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. Okay. Ooh. In, oh, wow. Okay. Hang on. Um, yeah. I think you were on top. I think it was just like a standard on top what is that cowgirl cowgirl yeah mm-hmm. i'm gonna say oh just like i just don't know the context i don't know <laughs> who with i don't know when and where um i'm gonna say missionary <laughs> Ooh, so the baroness knows me best yeah okay yep and it was on top it oh was- yeah yeah oh yeah this scene was a twin bed of course of course course. in a straight man's bedroom (laughs) yeah and yeah we don't remember much of the rest (laughs) (laughs) and you know what it is what it is right it is what it is Hmm. yeah mine was in a car oh in a car in a car oh shit wow you know what that's honestly that's kind of a that's like i i do really like uh that i don't know if you liked it but i do like the idea of that um, i feel like it's like kind of like a a brand i think as a teenager like you do what you can right there's not yeah. there's not many opportunities for privacy no so mm-hmm. yeah wow what about you liz bb <laughs> um so i believe that virginity is a construct it absolutely is okay fair (laughs) but for the sake of this conversation (laughs) it was something that went away gradually over time um if we're talking heterosexual penetrative sex um i think i was i was in my twin bed and it was definitely some solid missionary to start out with yeah 
in a twin it bed. Tends to be, I mean, that's, that's exactly why I guess missionary. Cause it was like statistically yeah. probably, yeah. especially yeah. like yeah. as a teenager, I'm assuming not being very good at sex, mm-hmm. men yeah. getting most of their information from porn, stuff yeah. like that, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know what? They were all, I knew I had a feeling that the guesses would be missionary, especially because at that time I was like, this is what sex is. It is penis comes in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I and made a lot of correct it, assumptions about. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it was like, oh, those aren't the only options. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, virginity is a construct and it's all a scam. So <laughs> without further ado. Let's get started. We can't wait for you to come along with us. Chapter 7, Tet a Tit. (laughs) It took Magnolia a moment to come to. She lay dizzy in a wheat field for some hours before she managed to peel herself off the ground and begin to take in the new world into which she'd been thrust. She pulled some bits of wheat from her hair, brushed the dirt from her skin, and walked toward a cottage at the edge of the field. It was empty, not surprising, as she guessed it was midday. The cottage was definitely not a rich man's home, so she felt a bit bad stealing some robes, but she had to do what she had to do. Couldn't go walking around in the nude if she could avoid it. <laughs> Wait, was she nude? Time, though. Uh, maybe was she? she was. I don't know. Oh, yeah, 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 because she was, yeah. she was fucking uh, yeah. through. Yeah, 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 yeah. On the road outside, she flagged down a man pulling a cart of vegetables. When he stopped, she hopped on board, telling him she was trying to get into town to see a cousin who was having a baby soon. She didn't yeah. want to be stuck on this road. Yeah. She didn't want to be stuck on this road, so she wasn't going to do half measures with the story she concocted. It took a good while to get to town. She thought of Prue and shivered as she remembered her lover's body sliding against her own. The taste of Prue's pussy in her mouth. This was only some hours ago, but now she was sure she would never see this beautiful woman again. Tears slipped down her face and she was glad that she was sitting in the cart and alone. This man pulling her on his horse largely to her so she could... mm, This man pulling her on his horse largely to her? So oh, well, this it it this happens when you're writing quickly. Unless yeah, does that make sense? Largely oblivious to her. Oh, oh yeah, well, there you go. There we go. <laughs> yeah, there we go. This man pulling her on his horse, largely oblivious to her, so she wouldn't have to make conversation or answer any questions. They rode over the crest of a knoll, and when and from this vantage point, Magnolia could see clear across the valley. It was dotted with cottages and fields plumes of smoke rising here and there from cookhouses. In the distance, she also saw columns of men marching across a field. The sun glinted off their helmets and their shields. Great. Looked like she might have made it into a battlefield. Oh, fuck. Mm, yep. Good times. <laughs> she just can't get She can't avoid it. <laughs> yeah. Right after she's, like, suffering from heartbreak. Great. Yeah. And, like, yeah. Well, I guess... I guess the the events of last chapter largely like there's a lot of time in between them mm-hmm. between the like the giant birds and the like glittery poisonous dust. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. So <laughs> it feels very that. recent for us, like all mm-hmm. this trauma. But I guess it's been a while for her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. 
She called up to the man taking her into town and he told her that this was normal. They were just doing some practice marches to gear up for the real war, which was a ways away. They eventually got close to the army and then were riding right next to them. Magnolia looked at a man marching right next to her and she smiled at him. He grinned back at her. As she saw more of their faces, she realized they were all actually pretty hot. Howdy, madam, one of them said to her. Howdy, what time period is this? Where are we? (laughs) Who knows? It had been so long since she'd had dick. True, true. A year, a year is a long time. Yeah. No dick for a year, shit. Yeah. No dick for a year. Wow. Hey, she replied. Small talk with random soldiers was not necessarily her forte. Where are you all marching to? I mean, she's doing pretty well so far. Yeah, I think so. Today's just practice, but we'll soon be heading toward Egypt if we can manage it. What howdy toward Egypt? I'm so intrigued to find out where she is. I'm trying to think, like, I also don't know what to say to military people. Like, I met someone the other day and um, they were like, yeah, I'm part of the military. And I was just like, ah, I have no follow-up questions. because <laughs> I have no like, follow-up questions like, here. Do you want to talk about the military? The military I was like, I don't have anything to say. <laughs> I probably would just be like, hey. <laughs> hey. <laughs> so she wasn't in Egypt, but she was close enough to, in theory, get there by foot. And you walk all the way there? We'll take boats, I think. But yeah, a lot of walking. This man with a gorgeous beard and thick shocks of curly hair piled on his head and a delicate scar peeking out from his gilded shoulder looked around. No one's paying much attention today. Won't be some won't be a problem to pick up some gorgeous add-ons. Wanna walk with us for a bit? There she is, back in action. Yeah. There's there's our girl. There's our girl. <laughs> Riding at the front of the troops was a woman with long, coiled brown hair. The man saw Magnolia looking at her, a real hottie, hey? And in a lower voice, she's my lover. I'm punching up, wouldn't you say? Her husband's around in the picture somewhere too, though, and don't worry, you're also gorgeous. Nothing keeping us in the way of, you know. And he trailed off, but Magnolia knew exactly what he meant. Spicy. Okay. All right. I am intrigued to know where this goes. I want to know where she is. Mm-hmm. I can probably mm-hmm. reveal that. No, the but- howdy threw me, though, because we had a little chat. We're like, hey, let's, maybe let's set it here um, <laughs> yeah. briefly before the podcast. And then howdy. I'm like, oh, maybe the, like, the is just like, fuck no. <laughs> We're doing cowboys this week. <laughs> We're doing cowboys this week. The howdy just kind of came out. I don't know. I mean, I also, we were like 17th century pirates and I was like, you do you, boo. So (laughs) (laughs) I'm not one to talk. The lingo doesn't necessarily indicate time period. (laughs) There's a suspension of disbelief that is absolutely I mean, it is like she is just like miraculously translating everything. Exactly. Exactly. She can read it how she wants. Do not listen to this podcast. (laughs) It's about a magical woman who can come into time and space so yes nothing about this makes sense exactly and yet it all does she walked on next to him mesmerized by the strong features of the woman 
her hair cascading down from a glittering crown which bore a golden swan at the front. The way her robes hugged her in, the right, in all the right places, her chiseled jaw, stern eyes. She felt a little guilty lusting over this woman, but in her heart of hearts, she knew that if she hadn't been ready to move on from Prue, she would have stayed in the Cenozoic period. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, agreed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just murmurs of agreement. Like, yeah, <laughs> I am convinced. Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, I trust Magnolia. Yeah, She's for sure. It out. She knows herself. Yeah. What is she like? Magnolia asked. Who? Queen Zenobia? Said the hunky soldier. Magnolia nodded. Dominant, commanding, perfect. I would die for her. Magnolia thought. She probably will, to be honest, but <laughs> thought it best not to vocalize this remark. It looks like we'll be wrapping up for today, but King Odenathus. I thought it was Odenathus. Odenathus? Okay. Oh, I right. that. Yeah. But King Odenathus is throwing his close friend, M- M- Maonius? Is that right? Uh, yeah, Maonius. Yeah, that makes sense. Maonius? Yeah, that makes sense. Okay, this is what happens, right, when you read immediately after writing. Yeah. <laughs> okay. But King Odinathus is throwing his close friend, Maonius, a birthday party later. I'll be on guard duty for him, the king, but I can introduce you to the queen now, and hopefully you'll get an invite. Wouldn't it be a little transparent if you walk up to the queen right now in the open? The soldier laughed. Zenobia is very open about her lovers. The king and queen are not really a romantic couple. Zenobia is popular among the people and an expert on cultural relations. I'd say. (laughs) What kind of relations? What kind of cultural (laughs) relations? So naturally, she was an excellent choice for a wife. The soldier led Magnolia by the hand to the front of the legion and kneeled before the queen and her horse. Magnolia followed his lead. Ah, uh, Phallus Longinus. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. It's lovely to see you. Of course, his name is Phallus Longinus. What a name. Yeah. What a man. <laughs> it's lovely to see you, said the queen from atop her horsey pedestal. <laughs> Magnolia couldn't help but raise an eyebrow at the mention of the soldier's name. My queen, I would like to introduce you to Magnolia. Perhaps we could have some fun with her later this evening. He's so direct. Wow. I love it. I love it. I mean, his name is so direct. Let's just take it with her this evening. There's nothing subtle about this man. Uh, Nope. Nope. (laughs) Zenobia ogled Magnolia and her, so to speak, assets in silence, then looked back at Longinus. You were bold, Longinus, but alas, you assume correctly. This woman is definitely my type. Wow. So she is also direct. Mm-hmm. You're not so bad yourself, my queen, muttered Magnolia. Zenobia was stunned for a split second before letting out a hearty laugh. Oh, I like you, Magnolia. Come ride with me. We must get more acquainted with each other. She hoisted Magnolia onto the large white stallion and off they went. Longinus stood there, a little dumbstruck. But be ready for when I wish to call upon you, Longinus, said Zenobia without looking back. 
Otherwise, I will see you at the birthday party. Wow, hot. What a move. (laughs) (laughs) Attend to my needs when I would like you to. Yeah. Well, I mean, she's a queen. (laughs) They rode to Zenobia's palace, and once there, she led Magnolia to her chambers. Figs and grapes, cheeses and wine sat appetizingly on tables with servants waiting to serve them. Leave us, said Zenobia softly, and soon it was just the two of them. Zenobia removed her robes and the heavy jewelry, took a vine of grapes, and stretched out onto a sunny spot on her massive bed. There is something about you, Magnolia, something ethereal. I love that people keep, like, randomly certain characters will, like, pick up on, like, her vibe. But, okay, whatever. Sorry. Anyway. (laughs) You're not totally off the mark, she replied while slipping off her own robes. Is this your first time in Palmyra? Her eyes beckoned Magnolia closer. Oh, yes, she breathed. I never imagined it could be so beautiful. Her lips met Zenobia's, then slowly they traveled down her caramel body to her thick bush. As Magnolia forayed in her black foray, (laughs) (laughs) Zenobia untensed her muscles and moaned. I am surrounded by men with their average cocks and even more average thoughts all day long. Wow. That was beautiful. That was masterful. That right on the tail end of the foray in her black foray. That was. Yes. (laughs) This is poetry. This is poetry. Thank you. (laughs) It's nice to be in the company of a woman and to be touched by one. Magnolia went to work on the queen's clit, building softly toward full penetration with her tongue. Now, Zenobia's body was very tense and spasmed occasionally as Magnolia expertly guided her tongue along the wet folds and ridges. Her hands were on the queen's small breasts, pinching her nipples harder and harder as her tongue slipped into her. Zenobia's moans were getting louder and louder, and Magnolia responded by lowering a hand to the clit as she rammed her tongue more deeply into the monarch's vagina. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) Wow. Love it. Yeah. (laughs) Zenobia's body shook violently as she climaxed. Collapsed on the bed, she breathed out, No one has ever made me feel so good. Much practice, laughed Magnolia. I'd say. Yeah. Now it's your turn. Zenobia turned to her side and kissed Magnolia. No, my queen, there'll be time for that later. We must get to that party. Must we, though? She complained. Magnolia looked deeply into her eyes. Yes, you're right. I have to make an appearance. They chose each other's outfits for the soiree. The queen had chosen a semi-transparent, pale blue linen dress adorned with silver teardrops along the neckline, with silver earrings and jangly bracelets. Magnolia looked at herself in the mirror and whistled. It had been so long since she looked this put together. The party was held in an enormous courtyard, full to the brim with guests. There were harpists and belly dancers, food laid out in golden dishes as far as the eye could see, and a large cake in the center. The queen took her place next to the king on their thrones. As she sat, she winked at Magnolia, who winked back. Phallus Longinus stood close by with a few other guards. 
As the party raged on, his gaze fell towards Zenobia and her bare shoulders. Magnolia figured it was better to mingle rather than get too close to the king, but couldn't help but look their way throughout the shindig. As she ate a del delicious jasmaz, she, she noticed someone with a lot of purpose walking toward the king. The guards, too, were taking a moment to have some food, and Longinus was busy whispering something into Zenobia's ear. In the time it took Magnolia to blink, the man with purpose had pulled out a knife and had plunged it into the king's chest. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. He screamed. Yeah. He screamed. Then Zenobia screamed. The king's son, Herodianus, Herodianus, ran to him and grabbed the murderer who rammed the knife into his throat and tried to escape. Longinus gored him in the back with his spear and the murderer fell to the ground. The guards surrounded him to make sure he was indeed dead. Magnolia stood there, frozen, wishing she'd just let the queen cunnilingus her the fuck out of this mess. <laughs> wow, what? Okay, first of all, I'm loving the fact that we are at a ball right now. Yeah. And also, there is murder. So yeah, like death ball. Okay. Something. Wow, okay. Wow. Fairness. I'm shocked. Yeah. You're shocked. This is a historically accurate thing that happened. Well, yes. I mean, there's some debate over how it happened, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. This guy 100% got assassinated. Wow. Good times. All right. I want to know what happens next. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, I have no idea. I was just like, <laughs> okay, I know where the Duchess put us in the timeline of Zenobia yeah. and her life. And I was like, okay, this this should happen. And then like, like hey, I'm like, oh, whatever, whatever you want to do next. It wasn't until another guard slammed against her shoulder in his rush to get toward the scene that she managed to move. She shook her head, wondering what on earth she could do in this situation. The queen was shaking in her throne at the front of the room, and the only other person, Longinus, was covered in blood and not currently looking too appealing because of that. Her only instinct was that she needed to come, and quick, so that she could go, in hopes of ending up someplace a little bit calmer. But she didn't know a soul, and her hands were shaking. She rushed out of the hall and into the fresh air, heaving against the railing of the terrace just outside. And then it hit her. She'd find a quiet spot and, source, and sort herself out. By herself. Down the steps, past rows of palms and piles of grape bushes dangling from the railing, into the forest just next to the great hall. She wasn't even horny right now. She was just freaked out. Her first stabbing. She was starting to feel that her luck was failing her in the worlds that she ended up in. Last time, Prue was almost getting crushed by that giant bird, and this time, a king slain before her very eyes. She wished there were someone that could explain to her if this indeed was the case, if there was any way of being able to improve her luck, end up in safer worlds. In the woods now, she leaned against a tree and hitched her skirts up, fingers finding their way to her pussy, dry as a board, of course. It had been years since she'd done this all alone. She tried thinking of sexy things, doll faces, back muscles, or the way Keiko's labia had switched around under, her, under the flick of her tongue. She breathed deeply, trying to focus her energy and her thoughts on her clitoris. She slid a hand under her top, squeezing her tits. It barely worked. If it, took a if it took a waterfall of desire to get her off, all she was managing to procure right now was a leaky faucet. 
There had to be another way out of this world. She decided to head back to the hall to see if she could scrounge up some action. At least the adrenaline had piped down now so she could actually see straight to locate herself a hottie. This is absurd. <laughs> In the hall, all was, still, all was still commotion, as one could reasonably expect. Fifteen minutes had passed and men were standing around the body of the king, brandishing swords and yelling about what must be done, who the assassin was, and who'd rule the country now. Magnolia surveyed the scene from a quiet place in the shadows for a moment. There was also Phallus Longinus, standing at the edge of the crowd of men, sword bloody and face ashen. She walked over to talk to him, to see if she could find out more information and see if he could at least get her in the same conversation as someone that would want to go. She placed her hand on your back. What's going to happen now? She asked. He shrugged. He shrugged his shoulders, but before he could offer a better response, Zenobia stood from her chair at the front and held up a gong. After the sound had finished ringing through the room, she spoke. My people, your arguing tires me. Peace. It is I who will take the place of the fallen king as ruler of this country. And all who dare question me shall see the blades of my loyal servants thrust through their throats, just as you saw happening with the king. Do any stand against me? She brandished a dagger she withdrew from her skirts. Let him speak now, and he will be the next to fall. Magnolia could get off on this speech alone. <laughs> Maybe no one would notice if she just started working on her nether bits right here and now. Take the body to the morgue and see to it that he is prepared for a proper burial. The funeral will be held tomorrow, as will, as will a meeting of generals, to discuss how we might better protect our lands and people. Until then, let's clean the blood off this floor and retire to our rooms. Magnolia felt Longinus's hand on her lower back, circling around to her inner thigh and then up. She moved slightly closer to him. His hands continued their gentle journey of discovery between her thigh and her pussy. She needed to be wearing less clothing. He was so hot. She looked up from this moment of pleasure and saw the queen looking at her, motioning her to come with her. She nodded, grabbing Longinus's wandering hand and pulling her with him out of the hall. Oh my gosh. Oh, wow. There is literally someone was just murdered. And they're yeah. like, well... Guess we'll clean up the blood and start a fucking. I love it. I love where you left this off for me. Incredible. All right. Tried to give you a nice setup this time. Yeah. Oh, it's perfect. Longinus wore a stupid grin on his face while being dragged towards Zenobia. Finally included in the fun, the soldier's cock was already on the rise. Nice. Useless, but so very hot, thought Magnolia as she glanced back at him. They walked by a sobbing Maonius who was on his knees pleading to the heavens for justice. What a dramatic scene. <laughs> I know. It's had death and gore and now we're going to have Yeah. Fun. Yeah. Happy birthday, Magnolia whispered as she passed him. Jesus. <laughs> so insensitive. I know. <laughs> for some of those pretty nice shoes. Kind of a bitch in that moment. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I thought it'd be funny. <laughs> I, I think so, too. You know what? She has priorities. She wants to get out of here. So yeah, yeah. when they reached Zenobia's throne, she ushered them to her chambers. My queen, I am so sorry. This changes everything. Longinus looked remorseful. No, this changes nothing. 
Our plans to expand the empire stay the same. In six years' time, when Vabalathus is of age, he will take the throne. Magnolia turned to Longinus and mouthed, Who? He whispered, The queen's ten-year-old son. Zenobia continued, For now, I will rule as queen regent. Egypt and Asia Minor will still be ours in due time. Rome cannot stop us. Magnolia was seeing a different side of Zenobia now, and it made her a little nervous. Zenobia was kind of dangerous, and it felt arousing. Longinus nodded and said, Whatever you require from us, it is yours, my queen. Zenobia smiled and bit her lip. With your consent, I require your bodies, your tender touch, your breath on my skin. Yes. <laughs> yes. Get some, get some. <laughs> Magnolia grabbed Longinus by the hand once more and marched toward the queen. She whispered, anything for you, my queen, in Zenobia's ear, which made the empress's legs melt. Anything and everything. Zenobia pulled a thin book from the shelf across her bed, and suddenly, the entire shelf opened to reveal a dark corridor, lit, lit faintly by candles along the walls. Oh my gosh. Okay. I, where is this going to go? Longinus <laughs> so and Magnolia turned to each other giddily, both feeling moist between the legs. Oh my gosh. Come plunder my dungeon. <laughs> Come plunder my dungeon, Zenobia commanded, and together they descended into the smutty abyss. Soon, they reached a sex dungeon lined with chains, whips, a spanking bench, and a whole shelf of dildos, which seemed to have been carved out of lapis lazuli and black onyx. Wow, okay. Very specific, but I like it. Yeah. I did not know such a playground existed. Longinus was in a trance. Do what you will with me, ladies. Magnolia didn't need telling twice. Together with Zenobia, they tore off the soldier's clothes. His body glistened in the candlelight. He was a vision of beauty. Zenobia gave Magnolia a, you can see why I keep him around, sort of look. And Magnolia nodded, staring hungrily at the Adonis before her. His name was no lie, either. <laughs> Magnolia had never seen such a long cock. It almost made her nervous. Perhaps it would be too much for her. She guided Zenobia and Longinus to the bench, where Zenobia lay on her back, ready to be devoured by Longinus. He lowered himself and faced the same direction as the queen to allow access to his crystallizing cock. Magnolia got on her knees and wrapped her plump lips around his shaft. She plunged her along... She plunged her along the... Oh, she... Wait, what? Oh, that was supposed to say tongue. Whoops. (laughs) She plunged her tongue along the head of his penis and drank in the erotic spell of this room of sin. Longinus's nose was deep in Zenobia's vagina now. Together, they were a human train on their way to Bone Town. (laughs) Did Bone Town exist in this era? Oh, true. One of the many historical inaccuracies. Yes. Bone Town was uh, founded in 1215, actually. So, like, yeah. Yeah. That was accurate. Almost almost 10 centuries after this. But, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) 
Just as Magnolia could feel Longinus's breath shortening, she withdrew from his shaft. He looked at her, and she flashed him a beguiling gaze. She wanted him to wait for his climax. She wasn't through with him yet. She backed away slowly and headed for the front of the bench. Once there, she grabbed the handcuffs on either side and fastened them on, on Zenobia's wrists. The Empress scoffed playfully. Magnolia had missed this, the play. She had loved settling down with Prue for a bit, but it had barely been a few months before she realized that, though one day she would want to settle, it would perhaps not be romantically. No, this was who she was. Sexy, seductive, impish, and frisky. Ooh. And she mm-hmm. and she loved who she was. Honestly, that tracks. <laughs> Longinus had turned around so that he faced the queen's clit directly. Magnolia grabbed a paddle from nearby and began to punish Longinus's reddening cheeks. Longinus placed a hand on his cock so that he could rub it in time with his tongue jabs into Zenobia's vagina, but Magnolia smacked it away with the paddle. You come when I say you can, she said, rubbing her tits against his sculpted back. Ooh. <laughs> At those words and the feel of her nipples against his deltoids, his dick stiffened to attention like the good soldier he was. Magnolia then backed away once more, only to return with three heavy, jeweled dildos. She handed one to Longinus, who placed it in his queen and kept two for herself. There was a basin of oil nearby, and she dipped both in. One danced playfully around her labia. The other slid comfortably up Longinus's anus. He shuddered ecstatically and began to fuck Zenobia harder with the dildo. Magnolia's dildo soon found its way inside her. All felt filled. All felt good. <laughs> After a few moments, Magnolia and Longinus switched positions. She stood in front of Zenobia's splayed legs, dildo in hand, while Longinus slithered behind her, inching his lengthy cock higher and higher up Magnolia's thighs. As Longinus penetrated her, Magnolia rammed the dildo up Zenobia's vagina. It continued like this. Each thrust into Magnolia resulted in a thrust of the dildo into Zenobia. Magnolia was feeling dizzy with pleasure and was almost losing balance. This was a big dig, and it was reaching depths that had rarely been explored. It was too good, and she gave in to it. She let the dildo fall and crack onto the floor while Phallus Longinus finished her off with his long ass phallus. <laughs> Magnolia screeched with delight as he lifted her off the ground while slamming into her again and again and again. She knew it would be over soon, too soon. Her body felt light and the orgasm peaked and then became a squirting avalanche. All she could see were stars and nothingness as her body recovered from the intensity of the moment. Oh, wow. <laughs> Amazing. Amazing. What a strong finish. I Thank also you. literally... I also love that, like, this was so hot. And then there was just that one part where it was Phallus Longinus finished her off with his long ass phallus. I feel like, yeah, sometimes like, I undercut it a little bit. No, like, no, no. <laughs> no, I think like, I want better. this to be funny too. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm here for no. the jokes. Yeah, I think it's great. I'm here for the jokes. <laughs> Wow, that's so good. I am so very excited to see where she goes next. I also love that this has been taking this turn where it's like where we are as um as was my wish, exploring her like 
like, I don't know, like her psyche a little bit more and stuff. But at the same time, she's like, yeah, like that whole part where you kind of like talked about how she, um, what is it that she said? She said that she wanted uh, to see, like she wished there was someone who could like advise her on how to like stay in safe places and stuff like that. Like I think the whole, like the mechanics of the time Mm -hmm. traveling is getting really interesting, especially now where she wants to have agency over it. And I want, I'm like excited to explore that. And then the parts that we kind of left hanging a little bit. Um, hanging. <laughs> about like how she, you know, how she got to, I don't know, discovered this about herself and how she's like never really like been in one place and all of that. Like, I'm so excited to see all of that come together. Mm-hmm. Come together. Uh, but at the same time like wow hot 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 seriously and I also like the little bit in there that you added sodomy velvet about this being like who she was and like a real expression of who she was and like her time spent with Prue was a small aspect of who she was but it's not like the dominant character characteristic which I feel like yeah suits who she is as a character Mm-hmm. and it was just like a cool realization for her to have as well to like have that experience of staying with one person for a long time and then being like okay I, I see the benefit of this but mm-hmm. it's not necessarily for me or like this is it's not 100 percent who yeah. I am and it still feels like yeah. it's like in flux a little like I think it's so cool that she is complex enough for us to be like okay she could want that or she could not want that you know yeah exactly yeah and, like, I feel like I didn't want to like make yeah. too many solid like you know conclusions mm-hmm. like drawing yeah, for sure just keep it kind of like yes she's all these she's all of this yeah and it's also, it makes her so real because it's like mm-hmm. who doesn't have that you know it's like yeah, we're yeah, yeah, for sure. like trying to figure out who we are and what we're doing mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah plus this is all she's ever known is like coming and going yeah exactly yeah for sure wow She's like fully been away from home Mm -hmm. for like over a year now. Yeah. And I also like, we we still don't know like how time passes, you know what I mean? Like in her like original world, like is that what happens? Like, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I don't know. We're going to figure that out. Mm -hmm. All right. In the next one then. Yes. Um, if you want to get in touch, we have an email address, podcometogether at gmail.com. You can also follow us on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. We have, we have all of them. Yeah. Uh, we also have, oh yeah, and Medium, uh, if you want to read along as we're laughing and coming. <laughs> <laughs> Sweet. Cool. 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 Unwind. Unwind.